Welcome to Communist Plot. We've got a little bit of a shorter show for you this week. We're in the process of working on a longer show about some cemeteries we went to in Columbia a couple weeks ago, but wasn't quite ready this week. So instead, you get a local ghost story and Elizabeth and me venturing out into the woods. Okay, so we were trying to look up interesting haunted places around, especially around Percy Priest Lake, because so many man-made lakes have weird, tragic stories uh, about them. Also, probably the lake that's near you has a bunch of bodies in it, just just because of statistics. So you see that beautiful lake, it's got some bodies in it. It might even have a town in it. But we are talking about uh, Percy Priest Lake, um, which was established in the um, mid 20th century by the Corps of Engineers, which my papa, my grandfather worked for. So I was looking up the stuff and I found the story of Uriah Moreland. And basically, in the 60s, the Corps of Engineers began acquiring land for Percy Priest Lake. Some were, like, some were sold, and then some used eminent domain. Yeah. And basically, most families were fine to give up their farmland, except for this one family, and it was of Uriah Moreland. And this guy had quite a reputation. Supposedly, he was into the dark arts oh. he might like several farm hands had gone missing and there were like tales that like he tortured his farmers and you know his his sorry he tortured his farm hands and his family was afraid of him it was supposedly a they produced uh corn and tobacco which tobacco is actually really really it's a very manual labor kind of crop you can't do you can't mechanize but yeah, so Uriah had a fierce temper, tortured farm workers, mutilated them, and so this place was named The Body Farm. Not to be confused with Tennessee's other body farm, which is located up at UT, UT Knoxville, where it is used for forensics and is actually a lawful thing. But yeah, supposedly with his wife, Abby, he conducted crude seances that awoke evil spirits. Dope. And they would gather the children in the moonlight of the woods, chanting inexplainable incantations. This is all from a Facebook post that I found. So, um, as <laughs> so I, facts. So facts. Um, it was like, it, this was a post. Like, I found another post, but then I found this Facebook post, basically. But, so supposedly, they went, uh, the long story short, government went to this place when they basically went to go take the farm by force, they found Abby and the children brutally slain in the old farmhouse. The former farmhands figured that Uriah had gone mad with anger over his farm being taken, and the evil within his soul took matters into its own hands, destroying not only his farm, but his family as well. And as for Uriah, he was never found. The land was condemned. And as far as I can tell, this is all bullshit. Um... (laughs) 
Like so many good. Like so many good. Like I mean, like, as my aunt says, never. Yeah, never let the truth get in the way of telling a good story. There is a Uriah Stone, which Stone's River is named after. Um, from like the 1700s, he was one of the founding settlers of Tennessee. But yeah, as much as I can find, like I cannot find. That's a, a dope story. It's though. a dope story, <laughs> and I was super excited about it. Yeah. But as far as, as far as I can tell, it is not true. But in me finding this story, I was trying to find where the house was actually located, if the house is still there, if I could actually like substantiate any of this stuff. I couldn't, I didn't really find anything. If listeners out there were like, no, this is totally true. And here's some documentation, but I didn't find any documentation. (laughs) What I did find though Instead of the corpses of a wife and brutally slain children, (laughs) I found the corpse of a town. Because supposedly Uriah Moreland's farm was located in Old Jefferson, Tennessee. Not to be confused with Jefferson, which is in Knoxville, which is the place where my daddy was born. (laughs) Um, But Old Jefferson, which is located in Rutherford County. And so basically the first part actually was true because of course all legends, you have a little kernel of truth. There was a time in the sixties when the Corps of Engineers was buying up and using public domain to get the land to create Percy Priest, sorry, eminent domain, (laughs) eminent domain for them to get enough land to flood, to make Percy Priest Lake for the Percy Priest Dam. This is all true. And old Jerusalem was a town. Good Lord. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen King. This is not Salem's Lot. Um, it's okay. Old Jefferson. It could be. Sorry, guys. I have a an infected jaw, and I'm doing my best. Um, You're doing great. Doing great. Okay, Old Jefferson. And supposedly Old Jefferson was going to be completely swallowed up by the lake. As many towns are, this is something that, you know... You can go and look at many man-made lakes. There are buildings and edifices that did get swallowed up by the water. This is something that happens. It's, you know, happened a lot in the past. You can find it. So basically they bought everyone's land, moved everyone out of the area because it would be dangerous for them to stay behind because it would be underwater. And then they, just to, just to make sure that no one would come back, they burned the town to the ground. This little thriving community burned it down. And then they flooded the land. And then nothing happens. And the town remained above water because of the underground caves at uh, Long Hunter State Park. Because of those caves that were formed by, I believe, lava tubes because Tennessee is full of limestone and lava tubes and that kind of thing, a.k.a. why we have mammoth caves up right near us. But because of all this, yes, the town stayed completely above ground. Except now it was just like Except now it's this skeleton of what used to be a town. And so all these people and all their livelihood was lost and scattered. It's also um, important uh, because a lot of... Native American tribes, I believe having, I believe with the movement of the Trail of Tears, a lot of the tribes passed through Old Jefferson, 
which is something else that I found. And so it's one of those things where even though there really are only like cemeteries left, it is important because of the history that happened there. So we're going to go and try and find it. Probably not going to be a lot to see, but I just thought that it was really, I thought it was an interesting thing just because I found this urban legend looking at the park and then I found out this kind of little, not little really, but a whoopsie that was done by the Corps of Engineers <laughs> and that created now this ghost town when it didn't really need to be. So we're going to go see what we can see because my tired ass couldn't get up early enough to go to Sparta. It's okay. We can do that. We, we, we can do that next week. But uh, so, yeah, we're going to go see what we can see and um, try and go to some of the uh, the site. And also, like, maybe we can find the, cem- the two cemeteries that I know are out there. So, um, yeah, this is just a little weird history, not specifically a cemetery, but the corpse of a town. So, yeah. And... I hope that I told the Uriah story because I was like, also, also, I was reading, um, this is called Real, it's from the uh, Facebook page, Real Ghost Stories. So, you know, yeah, real, there it is. Real ghost stories of Percy Priest Lake. Cool. Uh, Oh, also, just to add, I did find other, in trying to find interesting stories, definitely found one about a guy that is supposedly buried in Evergreen Cemetery in Murfreesboro. Uh, and he was called the human fly. And he tried and he climbed the uh, clock tower of the courthouse and then accidentally fell to his death. But because, <laughs> oh, no. but because the name that even though he wasn't, it wasn't just that he was named the human fly. He also had a stage name, but the stage name was also a fake stage name. So they didn't know who this guy really was. And so they had to bury him like in a pauper's grave because no one came to claim the body. No. So like, I also want us to try and find the human fly. That's another, like an actual thing that I found, but it was in the same realm of these stories of Uriah Moreland. Mm -hmm. Um, If there was actually Uriah Moreland, that's great. But also like the timelines jump a lot Mm -hmm. because it jumps from like Victorian era to the 1960s in a weird way on some of these stories. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, like I don't know, like it's, but yeah, because that that's what was the first sign that I was just like, this doesn't sound. This might not be. This thing. might not be real. Couldn't, but yeah, in but basically, long story short, in searching for Uriah Moreland's house and searching for the location of the quote unquote body farm, I found this place called Old Je- Old Jefferson. And the unique story behind it. So I thought it would be kind of a different but cool thing to share. Yeah. All right. Let's let's go let's go find this town corpse. Corpse of a town. Corpse of a town. I played bass for Corpse of a Town. What what kind of what kind of metal? I assume it's a metal group. I, um I'm gonna go with Psychobilly. Okay, yeah, no. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are at we've we've had a little bit of a, stum- a stumbling block because so because of budget cuts, it looks like the trail that was going to Old Jefferson, which was also I, like I mentioned, the Trail of Tears went through there. That's actually like one of the reasons why Old Jefferson I I believe was rediscovered. 
that it that not actually like sunk below water was because they were researching like a part of the Trail of Tears that had actually branched off from the three main branches which actually came through Old Jefferson. So right now we are going through what is an overgrown parking lot into what oh there's the gravel <laughs> and we're trying to find the ruins of an old picnic pavilion pavilion that will take us hopefully to old jefferson which is also part of the trail of tears yeah this is we're dog maybe this is the trail we're supposed to be on I, it's gravel it's a gravel road it so looks... this is well uh, I say it's gravel. Oh, there's the picnic pavilion. Okay, dope. Yeah, this is where we're supposed to go. Okay, so... Cool, we're um, on there. If you all find this, <laughs> that's yeah. why we were here. But yeah, we're actually on a very broken up gravel road. This place has not been mowed in like maybe five years. Yeah, it's heinously overgrown. Okay, well, we'll check in in a little bit. Okay, so we are back in the car. We didn't get Blair Witched. We almost did. We almost did. There was a really sinister beeping noise. Yeah, which could have been a very exact bird. Or cricket or something, but it was it was too it mechanical. Sound, it sounded extremely mechanical. It yeah. also had moments where it sounded like it was getting closer and also further away. Yeah. Which and creeped me out. Yeah, that was creepy. And we had also seen a... I mean, they were older. They were, like, in the ground and a little rusty. But we had seen a bunch of shotgun shells uh, on the ground not too long before we got to that point. We were, like, almost at... Um, I don't know what you call that. The fork in the river. We were we were at the fork in the river I where it's supposedly... to it um, as the river's crotch. But that is... <laughs> Not the, the right private term. private area. Yeah, maybe that's why there were so many mosquitoes. No, I'm kidding. Um, Rude. <laughs> there were so many mosquitoes. There were so there were a lot of mosquitoes. But basically, this is a completely overgrown area. Phoebe did uh, float the idea. Apparently, Phoebe had read that maybe the the stories of the fire of of the Corps of Engineers setting fire to the town, like that, that might have been made up or sensationalized. But we, oh, but we did not see any ruins, really, uh, whatsoever. One thing I, I did talk before about, like, what does this mean uh, that a, a landmark about our history and about Native history is kind of fallen into ruin, but also it's such, like, a bad memory that I don't, I don't know exactly what the best thing for it would be um if like to give it the honor that like the honor and kind of um reverence that it should be shown but also I would understand if other people are like we have so many other problems this isn't really what we need to be spending money on exactly but I would say that it's part of of a larger discussion about the prevalence of how white history is preserved versus how the history of minorities is preserved because there was also, oh, hold on a second. I got it. There was also a, um, I looked up, there were two cemeteries that were listed there on find a grave. Uh, one of them, 
there was like a little bit, there were only GPS coordinates, so we could not really go there. And then two cemeteries listed on find a grave for Old Jefferson, the town. One is the Creech Cemetery, which is a family cemetery. And then there is the cemetery of Dr. William Ward um, and his family. But the thing about the cemetery is that uh, Dr. William Ward had a plantation. He was a native of Virginia who settled in Rutherford County. And uh, yeah, there was a plantation there. He had owned at various times from 30 to up to 65 enslaved people. And the thing is, is that um, there were enslaved people buried in the cemetery, in the Ward family cemetery. And um, while it says that the cemetery is now defunct, we don't exactly know what that means. We don't know if the, um, we don't know if the graves were moved, if that's what that means. But a lot of the graves of the enslaved people were not marked. And so honestly doubt that those that they that they would have taken the time to move those so again there is a town in this town there are a bunch of unmarked graves of enslaved people and so it brings to the larger forefront the fact that like how we treat history of minorities versus how we treat the history of white people especially as phoebe was saying before especially the many, many, um, charities and organizations that go to things like the civil war and Confederate monuments, especially and Confederate graves. And that's something I want to maybe get into a little bit with like Sparta, because there are some of the cemeteries and some of the, I mean, the specific style of graves I want to go see there. There are a number of them that belong to, uh, got a little mosquito on your face. Oh no. <laughs> Gross. Uh, there are a number of Confederate graves there. And just that got me, and it fell down a little bit of a rabbit hole online reading a couple of articles about, um, yeah, about how much money every year the federal government spends uh, sending these Confederate, the, the war, the war stories memorial stones that you see in a lot of and and plaques that you see in a lot of graveyards because yeah these groups like uh daughters of the confederacy and stuff spend so much time doing this research and finding these graves and then sending requests because the federal government pays for all of uh, all of those sorts of markers and even for confederate markers of people who are technically traitors yeah which I, I think the conclusion, I mean, I'll get into this later, so maybe I won't say anything about it now. But uh, just, yeah, just kind of that's a disproportionate because this service exists and then the people who are mostly taking advantage of it still are... Are wealthier, the, the majority are wealthier white people. Yeah. And so, like, and this versus here, which is kind of a defunct part of a state park that does not have really any sort of markers. There are like... There are really no trail... Like, there are trails, but they're basically horse trails. Yeah, that are completely overgrown. That are very overgrown. not marked. We saw... 
there's a marker here uh, near near where we got onto this. There's a marker there that has a little picture of a horse on it to tell you it's a horse trail. And then we saw one other one, like way back in in the area that we were in. There was like one on a little tree with a mile marker, and that's the only. But they don't. They don't have. They basically like it, this at, at the beginning of the park. It does say part of the Trail of Tears, but. It is not marked the way that other monuments are marked. It is there is no plaque for the enslaved people who are probably buried here. There is just so basically like while while there are I'm sure that there are a lot of problems that we need to be addressing as a country and this might not seem like the most like the thing that needs the most attention right now, but it is something that we do need to think about, especially as we think about, because this entire podcast is basically, you know, everyone's equal when you're dead, except kind of not really. And that's kind of the entire point of this thing is that even in death, these people are not treated the same as their white counterparts of the time. And, um, What's really funny is all of this started from a wacky ghost story that I read online, and then I found this abandoned city, and then I found out that the city had been part of the Trail of Tears, and then I also found out that there were enslaved people here that had been buried here. And I only I only found this out through happenstance, because there are no markers, there are no... Yeah. I, yeah, I had no idea before... I started, you, you mentioned that you, you wanted to do this today and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'll, I'll just make sure I'll look up where we're going. Basically. My ass was late. And so we couldn't go to Sparta. Um, and I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to do this as kind of like a goof and did not, but, but that's kind of the problem is that like, if we don't mark history, then we can forget it. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the thing. Uh, we, uh, this is this is a shameful part of our history. This is a a part of history that's a great pain to the native people here. But I do think that it's worth remembering what we did. Oh yeah. So that we like hopefully don't make the same mistakes in the future. But if we don't even take the time to mark it, then that can get washed away. Yeah. And whitewashed into history. So yeah, that is the story of old Jefferson and we will be posting links with links to um, the sites that we like were able to find the place quote unquote and also uh, we'll be putting up pictures and I'll put up the find a graves for um, the two cemeteries that are supposedly here that were listed there might be more because this place probably had a lot of farms on it there could be definitely more but these are the ones that are documented at least yeah this this was this was a good trip sweet so thanks for thanks for pursuing that weird ghost story into into all this. i mean i knew it was too good to be true because it sounded like some satanic panic bullshit mm-hmm. but like you know also if it was the 1800s maybe someone got wacky with weird like golden dawn shit you know true yeah but also it's tennessee so probably not yeah yeah it's lame here yeah okay well thanks for coming on this trip with us yeah cross your fingers that we don't have too many ticks 
Yeah, we're going to have to check ourselves when we get home. Hey, but we didn't die in the woods. But we didn't die in the woods. So, head of the game there. Yeah. Well, until next time, stay stiff. Stay stiff. Did you ever think when a horse goes that you may be the next to They'll wrap you in a long white sheet.